Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. In the episode today, I'm joined by NLP coach and practitioner, Sarah Gregg, and we're going to be talking all about limiting beliefs. We're going to be defining what we mean by limiting beliefs, why and how they're created, how do they impact us, how do we spot them, and most importantly, how do we overcome and change these limiting beliefs. So sit back, grab a pen and pad, and enjoy. Sarah, hello. How are you? Hello. I'm great. How are you? Very well, thanks. Just trying to survive this heat wave at the moment, which is probably most countries' normal weather. Ah, except for where I am. I just left Ireland where it was like 30 degrees and I've arrived in Bulgaria and it is raining and about 15 degrees. I have my jeans and a jumper on. Oh, so I'm jealous. I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Um, you know, thanks for joining me for an episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. You're very welcome. So I suppose for the listener's perspective, it'd be great just to understand a bit of a brief story about yourself, really. Yeah, no problem. Well, from a career background, um, Yeah, I've always had like a weird fascination, well, not a weird fascination, just a fascination with human psychology for for as long as I can remember. I was quite a geeky child, actually. I started to write down my goals at the age of 14. Mm -hmm. I was inspired by the Spice Girls to do that, the most unlikely people that (laughs) said you should write. Yeah, I know, right? I I watched this interview with him and they said, you should write down your goals. And then they they hid them behind photo frames and they take them out the year after and they would come true. So inspired by the Spice Girls, I I did that. And, And lo and behold, a lot of things started to happen and become true. And that really kind of started my love affair with with human psychology. So I I went on, did my degree in psychology and became a careers advisor, then went on to be a job coach and a business coach. So in lots of different forms, I've been um, coaching and working with businesses and individuals for um, a decade now, really, which makes me feel particularly old um, (laughs) in a lot of ways. And then actually, quite aptly for this podcast, um, overcame one of my own limiting beliefs, um, which was that, you know, I, I felt like I was able to help other people in their businesses, but didn't necessarily feel like I could ever be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I smashed that limiting belief um, nearly two years ago. And I sold all my stuff, left my very comfortable and nicely well-paid job um, in the UK to set up my business and travel full-time, which I've been doing ever since. So yeah, I run a company now called um, The Power to Reinvent, where um, I coach um, one-to-one with individuals um, across the world, helping them um, live the life that they deserve. Nice. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. And you you mentioned it there and you know obviously the topic of the podcast today is all around limiting beliefs. What do we mm-hmm. what do we mean by limiting beliefs for for those listeners that aren't familiar with, with the phrase or the or the words? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is a a great choice of podcast um, because a limiting belief, regardless of what stage you're at in your career or um, with your business or whatever it is that you're working on 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 an individual level, um, a limiting belief is something that you probably don't realize that you have. Mm. And the best and easiest way to describe it is it's an invisible barrier that exists in your mind. And it's something that prevents you from taking action or moving forward and fulfilling in your um, potential. 
probably kind of some examples just to bring that to life a little bit are things like, you know, around health, like I can't lose weight. Mm -hmm. You know, we all probably have that friend or we know someone that's like, oh, I can't lose weight. You know, I'm big boned. I have low metabolism. You know, a lot of that is is limiting belief. It's that self-talk or relationships, like relationships never work out with me. It could be money. You know, I'm awful with money. I'll never be rich. Or, you know, from a sales point of view, um, I'm sure you come across this a lot. It can be, you know, I can't sell myself or I hate sales and it's just something that I can't do. So, you know, it's really those things. It's more than the negative self-talk. It's when we repeat it over and over again and it forms a belief. It feels very, very real for the person. They believe it to be true. But in reality, it's just an invisible barrier that only exists in the mind. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, to add to your point as well it's quite often something that you take to be gospel that's fact when you don't really question why you think that way or where it's come from but it's always been in your mind for example you know use some examples there like i can't swim well and it's your brain almost stops questioning why you think that and just accepts it yeah that's it and and it's it's when you kind of become stuck in that belief you know it really blocks your success and it can prevent you from moving forward it can prevent you from taking those opportunities so you know maybe your your love life is is awful and you convince yourself that you know relationships will never work out then it probably won't because you don't move forward and you don't take action and and your mind then starts to look for evidence to support that belief. So one of the first stages, you know, of really, and you've touched on it brilliantly there, is, you know, is awareness. It's about recognizing that you have this belief and that's that's really the first stage to overcoming that. Yeah, absolutely. I know, you know, whenever we're, whenever we're talking about this kind of stuff, the, the, um, quote from henry ford springs to mind you know whether you believe you can or you can't you're always right and yes there about looking for all those things to reinforce it it's a bit like i use the example when i'm coaching of you know you spill coffee down yourself in the morning is oh it's going to be a bad day you look for all the all that stuff to reinforce it because as human beings we don't like to prove ourselves wrong we want to back everything up and see like yeah i told you so yes that's right that's absolutely right and and limiting beliefs can be you know, they can be quite helpful in a lot of ways because they they do support it. You know, when the mind always wants to protect you, you know, it wants to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you have experienced, you know, something like, you know, maybe you've gone into... um, into a sales meeting or a networking event and you felt quite nervous or you've had a negative response from 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 an individual and that's made you feel uncomfortable if that happens two or three times you know in a row then that's how the belief really forms and it becomes a bit of a vicious cycle then because you don't want to step out of your comfort zone and you know your mind wants to keep you safe it knows that that's a potential environment that causes you stress and hurt so it keeps you away from it so it's a complicated um thing but actually it's it's really easy to overcome in a lot of ways it's a lot more easier to overcome than i think people realize yeah and you touched on it there around um an example of how it might be created but what are the ways from from your experience of our limiting beliefs created and, and also why are they created 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, they're created for a, a lot of different reasons, but they're mainly born out of some form of experience. You know, it can be um, an experience in childhood. It can be an experience later on in adult life. Um, and a belief is quite strong. So it's really, really something that is part of your makeup. You know, it's going to be in your everyday language. Um, you probably are able to spot it easier in other people. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you think about, you know, a friend or someone, you know, you hear them talk about a problem scenario that they're having and you think it's so obvious, you know, it's so obvious the barriers that they're putting up for themselves and the solution seems so easy. But for the individual in that problem state, they're really, really locked there because that belief system is just cutting them off from the possibilities and opportunities that exist there. So the belief is is out of experience and then it's out of reinforcement, you know, both from you kind of verbally and maybe from others around you who kind of relate to that experience. Um, and so it becomes, you know, very much, it can actually, and the most dangerous form is it becomes very, very much part of your identity then. You know, it can be... Um, you know, I'm awful with money. I'll never be rich. I'm really terrible with money. And then that becomes something that's just part of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that makes it quite difficult then to make that shift and make that change. Yeah. And you often get, you know, for example, there, you then get people saying, oh, you know, so-and-so they're awful with money. They're awful being on time. And it just becomes this kind of fact that everyone knows you as, as, which which, as you mentioned, reinforces your own beliefs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it is those invisible barriers and it's it's just something that exists in the mind, um, but it can feel very, very real. And the more it's reinforced over time, both by yourself and by others, um, it, it can be a very, very a difficult thing to kind of recognize and a scary thing to overcome, you mm-hmm. know, to think that for 10 years you told yourself you were awful with money and actually, you know, you could be quite good with money if you allowed yourself the opportunity and, and saw that you had the resources to achieve that or that you have self-sabotaged all your relationships or, you know, that you could lose weight quite quite easily, but you've prevented yourself to, to to do that so you know it takes a lot of courage to kind of to admit that you have that belief and actually that that belief isn't serving you well and that's the main thing about a limiting belief so we can have limitless beliefs and a limitless belief is something that's very very empowering that serves us really really well but a limiting belief is the opposite you know it's something that that blocks our success, that stops us fulfilling our our true and our full potential. And that can be damaging. It can really kind of, you know, leave you stuck and and, and block your success and, and prevent you from moving forward and and being kind of you know your full self um and living that 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 life with just limitless potential. Mm, absolutely. And there's a couple of things that you mentioned there that that um you know I fully relate to and can recognize from from past experiences of speaking to people. First of all, I think, you know, going off others' experiences when it might not be your own to Mm -hmm. create a limiting belief, sometimes because there's a lack of self-awareness or identity within yourself that you then feel like others' beliefs are passed on to you a lot easier. Whereas if there's a greater level of self-awareness in what you're good at and where your strong, strong points are and where you believe you can operate, then there's far less likelihood of you incorporating other people's limiting beliefs 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, your environment is so important um, and who you spend time with. And I know it's it's quite well known, you know, Jim Rohn says, you know, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. But it's it's so true. And, you know, if you're kind of with those people that share similar beliefs, you know, we're pack animals. We want to, to, to seek out people that share the same views as us that may, maybe don't challenge us. Um, then you can kind of be be locked in that that's the reality. Of, of the world so it is that awareness it's challenging yourself having that self-awareness and then it's having other people positively challenge you and and that can be uncomfortable you know we have friends maybe co-workers that we work with you know um people that we meet in kind of day-to-day business and we can see very clearly as the observer you know where they're going wrong but it can be difficult to challenge sometimes and say hey you know that's not actually how the world kind of operates and and you're actually making life very very difficult for yourself you know by taking these actions yeah absolutely i think as well sometimes you know i was thinking about this you talked about you know experiences but i believe sometimes it can be down to choice because people can be fully aware that they have limiting beliefs but it's the fear of change it's the fear of unknown that they're happy to keep that limiting belief of you know i can't run a marathon I can't uh, lose weight. I can't, you know, get in shape because they know beyond that there is a lot of hard work and it's a limiting belief they're comfortable with because they're too scared to sort of step outside of that sometimes. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. It takes a lot of courage to, you know, really challenge that limiting belief and, and to challenge the, the shape of, of your world and the decisions that you've made. You know, it, it's very comfortable to think, well, this is how the world operates and, and I just can't lose weight. I'm one of those unlucky people and I've tried everything, you know, before when maybe the reality is, you know, you've sort of half done a diet for a little bit and then you've jumped off it and you know tell yourself that you go to the gym but and hey I've been there you know I've told my husband oh yeah I did 45 minutes at the gym when the reality was I stood by the water cooler for at least 20 minutes talking you know and maybe just broke you know (laughs) a little bit of a sweat walking on the treadmill and that was about it but I convinced myself you know I told myself oh I've been to the gym and it's just not making a difference um I had a friend that went to spin class and she said it made her legs look bigger so she wasn't going anymore you know so it's it's those little white lies and things that we tell ourselves because you know it's scary to step out of your comfort zone you know it really is and 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 it takes a lot of courage to say hey okay you know this isn't working for me anymore and a lot of the times unfortunately you know, with the clients that I work with um, and people who kind of come to me for advice, it's normally when this belief has really started to have a negative impact on their lives. You know, it's no longer um, making them feel safe within the comfort zone. You know, it's starting to bring in those negative impacts and that, that negative effect in their life. And often that's what it what it takes to prompt that action to kind of say, hey, something in my life has got to change now because I recognize that that this isn't serving me well anymore. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, some of the stuff we've been talking about here, if you, if you put it into the context, I suppose, into the world of sales, I think, you know, limiting beliefs can have a, a massive impact. And I use the examples of when you start creating limiting beliefs of factors that you can't control. So, for example, it might be, in a month where you're not getting good leads or you know mm-hmm. this is happening that's happening and you start putting down 
the the reason for success being out of your control is very dangerous because then failure and success aren't in your control. Therefore, you're not having any real impact or understanding about how you're influencing what's a good month and what's a bad month. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and it's it's like you said, it's it's easier to do that. You know, it's easier to tell ourselves those kind of, you know, those little white lies that deep down inside, you know, we know aren't true, but it's comforting to think that, you know, hey, it's not us, it's something else. It's it's an external factor outside of our control. And sometimes it can be that, but more often than not, there are more things that we can control that we realize. And and I think sales is is definitely, you know, for entrepreneurs and I would categorize myself in in this space definitely for the first, you know, few months when I did business. It was scary to ask for money, you know, um, c- coming from that employee mindset of of going, hi, are you actually going to hand that over? And, and how do I ask for that? And at what point do I do that? And, and I don't feel comfortable with it. And I think when you don't feel comfortable with it, the other person can really sense that, you know, and it makes the other person uneasy. So then if you think I'm not good at sales, you know, but you give out that body language of the nervousness or you um, don't close a sale and you naturally give them an out because you you just don't feel confident confident in yourself. And um, then it just continually reinforces that belief of, of I'm not good at this, at this. I can't ask for money. You know, I'm not in a position to, to do this. Um, and it can be really damaging. But but for the person, it feels really real. Yeah. Absolutely. So from a, from a practical level, how can, if the listener's perspective, how can they spot if they're not familiar or if they don't think, well, they might be, or I think I might have some limiting beliefs. What are some ways do you think people can spot them? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think deep down, you you know what they are. Um, if you kind of think, oh, I, I don't know what this girl's chatting about. I don't have any at all. Um, to, to be honest, you just probably aren't at a stage where where you're ready to kind of admit and say that. And and that can be difficult then to um, el- elicit. And, and often you can have a limiting belief that it is still kind of serving you well. Um, if you feel that you have one or there's that little niggle in your gut. I'm a big believer in really kind of tuning into your gut and that inner voice. So if you're listening to this and you think, I think I might have a limiting belief around X, whatever kind of particular area, whether it's your relationships, money, um, sales, um, business, weight, whatever it is, just be still. And, and it sounds so silly, but just find a quiet place and just sit and just really think about what that niggly feeling is and see if you can put it into a, just a sentence. So take out a, a pen and paper, a big fan of pen and paper. Do not do it on an, it sounds so old school, but it's true. Um, don't do it on a phone. Don't do it on a computer. Um, it's very important to do it with a pen and paper because it accesses the creative part of your brain and it, it lets things kind of flow and just try and put it down into one sentence and see what comes out. And sometimes what comes out can kind of shock you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, one of the things that I advise is, is journaling. I think it's important to to write stuff down, write our thoughts down. And, yes. and quite often because we whatever comes into our mind, we accept. But it's kind of looking at patterns or looking at the roots in certain situations, what reactions we have, what emotions are created. And not just accepting those emotions, but asking a kind of 
deeper question of, of why why do I feel like this or yeah. why am I feeling anxious at the moment not just accepting I'm anxious but what is Absolutely. it and as you mentioned I think once you write something down you can also see it from a bit more of a logical perspective as if it was a friend as you said earlier on you know when you started you felt mm-hmm. like beforehand you were great at being able to help others but at the time you couldn't help yourself yes is, you know when you put things down on a bit of paper you can almost read it as if someone's telling you this and then what would you advise definitely and that that is kind of you know you hear people talk about your your inner voice and this elusive inner voice you know what is it but you know it really is kind of that bit of you that you know it's not the logical side of you it's not the day-to-day operational stuff it's the bit that really knows you it's your true self in a lot of ways and I'm a big fan of journaling big fan of writing things down and and it's so important I think particularly you know we live in such a busy world now we're bombarded with you know information daily even when we're don't have the information necessarily in front of us you know we're on our phones we're looking at screens so to take that time and just be with yourself um you know even if it's just for five minutes in a quiet room and to ask yourself that question you know what is it that's holding me back you know what do I believe about this scenario and then just to write it down and just kind of let it you know flow out it just taps into a different part of your brain which knows all the answers and this is the amazing thing about um psychology coaching you know um i'm a nlp practitioner neuro-linguistic programming um is you have all the resources inside of you already to make that change it's just about knowing how to draw them out yeah yeah and on the topic of you know how not just spotting limiting beliefs but overcoming them i think it's important as well when you do have these feelings it's not just to look to erase them it's look to to rewrite them or replace them because Sometimes people will feel like, oh, you know, I can't lose weight. I need to erase that. But it's no. How do you how do you replace it with something more positive towards that? Yep, yep. So um, there's a great technique that um, I use with clients, and it's it's pretty simple to do. Um, ideally, you know, if it's a complicated limiting belief I would say you know I would recommend that you work with a coach or or a practitioner um but you know it's great to kind of you know try at home and do it yourself so the first step is the awareness is to write it down in a sentence and then exactly like you said you know we don't want to erase it and just get rid of it we want to replace it with you know a limitless belief something that's a lot more useful to believe and we want to show the mind that hey you know I used to believe this, but now I believe this. And this is the opportunities that, you know, it will open up for me. So first of all, it's write it down in a sentence. And then second of all, I would recommend, again, with your pen and paper, is just to brainstorm, you know, three more more useful beliefs. You know, what's better to believe than that? So to give an example, just to bring it to life for, for the listeners, is let's take money, for example. So if I believed in one sentence, you know, I am awful with money. You know, I can't manage it properly. I never have any money. I would write that down in the sentence. And then I would think of three more useful things to believe. So it might be, um, I manage my money with ease. I understand and value the importance of money. Money is my friend. You know, whatever comes to mind. Then read those back to yourself and then pick one that appeals most to you. So just pick one, um, write it down again, just in the, in the one sentence, and then start to imagine 
24 hours with this new belief. So if I picked, for example, you know, I understand and value the importance of money. I would play out then in my mind, almost like a movie. I would see myself, how does it feel to have that belief for for a full 24 hours? How does that change my relationship with money? How does it change the way um, I spend my money? How does it change the way um, I manage my money? And how does that make me feel? And then you're really feeding your subconscious mind the information that says, hey, actually, this is this is better for us to believe. If we believe this, our life is going to improve. And then just, you know, journal it, use it as a positive affirmation, you know, stick it on a post-it note, put it in your wallet, you know, whatever it is, but just have it visually in front of you every day. And this is where the discipline really comes in, you know, um, just in the same way that your belief was formed over time through experiences, you know, it, it's really important that you just rewrite that in your mind. So take action every day to show that, you know, this belief is working for you and note the positive changes um, through your life. And I think, you know, journaling is a great way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's almost just like feeding your brain, isn't it? When you're looking to replace these limiting beliefs with limitless beliefs, it's a bit like, you know, if all you're doing, for example, if the, if you've got a meal in your brain and you're taking it away or the brain's thinking about, well, what about that? But if you bring it something better, then it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I can go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great way to put it. And it is, it's, 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 it is, it's just kind of, you know, feeding your brain, you know, uh, taking your brain for a little workout, you know, and treating it the same way that, that you would your body. Um, you know, your mind really does need work. And the more you exercise it, the, you know, the more you feed it the information that, that it needs, then it performs better for you just the same way that your body does. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think? And some of these might be quite self-explanatory and we've probably covered some of them, but what are some of the other main benefits of being able to overcome, first of all, identify and then overcome these limiting beliefs? Yeah, I think one area actually that um, might be useful to, to answer that question is you know, limiting beliefs that we can hold not only about ourselves, but we can hold them about other people as well. Um, so, for example, um, I worked with um, a client, a female client who was a female leader in the business, and she was really, really struggling. Her team wasn't performing. She wanted to do, you know, a restructure. And I went in and worked with her. And actually what became quite apparent was she had a limiting belief, not necessarily about herself, but about her team. You know, it was they can't do the work to the standard that that she would do. And because she imposed that belief, you know, about other people, you know, onto her team, it was really, really impacting their performance. So I think, you know, if you're thinking, I don't really have any any limiting beliefs about about myself, I think, you know, have a little think as well about what limiting beliefs you can hold towards other people and how that impacts your relationships. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. You know, from a coaching and management perspective, it's probably one of those things, again, which people don't necessarily realize where they might think, for example, there's a certain member in the team that's, you know, always outperforms the others and they don't believe the others can get there. So they kind of treat them in a different way. Exactly. When they're speaking to them, when they're coaching them um, or feeling like, you know, some individuals or as a group, as a team, they can't get to a certain point and therefore they're kind of, limiting their team's beliefs and also if you're coaching them kind of limiting their potential and limiting yours really of what you're able to impart on them 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you, you see examples of the of that a lot, particularly in management, um, you know, when it comes to performance and, and it, it can really impact, you know, the team's dynamic, your dynamic, and you put that belief system, you know, onto that person when really actually with that particular manager that that, that I worked with, you know, the minute faith in her team and the minute she realized that actually it was it was more empowering and it was better to believe that her team would perform if she gave them the resources that they need needed and actually when they made mistakes it was good because it was an opportunity for them to learn and it lightened her workload you know in the end but it can be difficult to say it's very easy sometimes for us to to point the finger you know again it's your point about the comfort zone you know it's safer you know I'm not a bad manager I just have a really bad team you know the team or the issue come in and sort them out when actually the issue is you have a good team they've got a few rough bits but hey you know most teams kind of do but actually, you're maybe not managing them in the best way. You're not empowering them. You know, you're putting them down. You know, you're treating kind of others disproportionately and you're creating that negative culture. So, yeah, you know, I think sometimes it can be really important to think about what beliefs do you hold about other people. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned a point there around that sometimes management's believing, oh, it's not me. It's I've just got a bad team. But kind of brings you back to a story that I was told once um about a friend of mine who was in a meeting and the sales managers were reporting back their figures and it hadn't been a great quarter mm-hmm. and you know the director the owner said you know what is this what's going on and they said oh i'm just telling you the numbers and they said i don't pay you to tell me the numbers i pay you to influence them and you know this is <laughs> completely different probably going down a completely different sort of route here and different topic and probably another podcast but I think as well as, you know, along with these limiting beliefs, it's also taking more ownership when when you do feel like that, that your team yeah. are where they need to be and say, well, it's not just down to them, it's down to me. I need to do more within myself to help them reach their potential. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, the same kind of exercises can, can work again. Like I said before, you know, it can be what I believe at the minute about, you know, performance, what beliefs that I have around performance and my responsibility and what could be more empowering to believe, you know, and rewriting them out for the, for the same exercise that can be applied in, in so many different ways. But yeah, the first step definitely is, is that awareness. And then it's, it's being able to positively challenge yourself or maybe it's to be it's to positively challenge other people you know and say hey that that's your map of the world but it's it's maybe not quite reality yeah and for me i think you know some of the other benefits of being able to overcome these limiting beliefs is first of all being able to spot more opportunities in life when they come mm-hmm. along because you're not limiting yourself within your own comfort zone you have a greater self-belief and confidence that you're able to achieve this because there is no limitation within yourself obviously there's maybe things you come across in life but you know that's a learning curve and that's an education and and fundamentally you just enjoy life more really because you know you're 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 not just surviving you're thriving yeah absolutely absolutely and it, it once you overcome one then it's so much easier to overcome others and your self-awareness becomes so much greater because you can spot the traits and the trends and you can almost catch it before it becomes a problem. Um, and, and it's, it, you know, it is incredible to see the growth in people when they overcome these limiting beliefs, you know, when they set themselves kind of free and you see that kind of moment when when the brain almost clicks, you know, and they're yeah. like, oh, 
that's it. You know, it's that aha moment when you just kind of go, I can run free now, you know, that that's it. You know, I, I'm kind of released from my shackles and, and everything is a possibility now. And the positivity that flows from that, the energy that flows from that, and that carries on, you know, continually in life then because you do become more aware, you spot those trends. And, and when you feel kind of a limiting belief forming, then you're, you're able to kind of challenge it and address it a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think there's some really valuable points there. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I've, I've learned a lot just from listening to you and I hope yeah. the listeners have as well, not just from, you know, how to spot limiting beliefs, but also some practical ways in terms of how to overcome them as well. So thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Always happy to have a chat. <laughs> Great. So, you know, you, you started off at the uh, start of the podcast, Sarah, just talking a bit of a, an overview on you, but sort of throughout your career and where you're at mm-hmm. now is there any particular story or something where someone's imparted some knowledge on you that's really stuck with you that's that's given you that kind of reminder as you've gone along yes actually there is I had a manager um she was she was a challenging manager but I, I really liked her and I've always been in work um and in my business kind of quite creative you know um quite good was kind of coming up with ideas and different things and I would you know I would get like a real kick from that um and I remember she said to me um Sarah ideas are great but if you don't do anything to kind of you know take action and bring them in re- into reality all they remain is ideas Mm-hmm. And it was just the way she said it and the timing of it that I thought, yeah, wow, I, I think I have a tendency to do that. And, and ever since that point, you know, when I have an idea or I want to do something, I always kind of, you know, make a note about how, what can I do? How can I make this reality? Because otherwise it's just meaningless. And I always thank, I always thank her for that. I remember when I left that job, you know, she didn't even remember saying it to me. It's funny, isn't it? Some of the, the greatest words of wisdom that are so meaningful in your life. Yeah. And I said to her, oh, Anna, it was so great that day that you said that to me. And she's like, did I say that? I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> like the turning point in my life. Um, but yeah, I love that and, and I apply that a lot with um you know even the clients that I work with now it's it's great to have that intention it's great to have all those those big dreams and I call it um someday syndrome you know someday I'll go off and do that or someday you know I'll travel the world or someday I'll create that business but you know the reality is we only ever have this moment and we only ever have today and and I think it was those words you know of hers that kind of really resonated that with me it, it, you know it's to take action and you know, this kind of chat about limiting beliefs, you know, it's great if you listen to it and you think, oh, that resonated with me, but then you just click off and you go back to your normal day life, then it's meaningless. You know, you really have to, to take action and do something. Um, you can have the awareness, but if you don't take action, then it, it's just pointless. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, nowadays, particularly with social media and technology it's so easy to find all that inspiration around and you know you can go through your feed and see all these posts but yeah how you then apply it because it's all very well getting that kind of kick and that feeling of all that that inspires me or watching a film and feeling empowered yeah like what do you do with that you kind of you know the engine's been switched on but are you going to go anywhere or are you just going to wait for it to sort of run out of battery 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, we all feel great whenever we read that motivational quote and we're like, oh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's perfect. And then you kind of just drift off into your day to day and then you kind of come back for your little kind of quick fix. But, you know, I would say definitely if people take anything away from, from this podcast today, it is if you do have that limiting belief, please do something about it, even if it's just, you know, a small action about, you know, writing it down or doing something because it's so important. Um, I think it's so easy in this busy world, you know, of of kind of multiple priorities and things going on just to drift through life and, and not to take responsibility for it. But, you know, it's all within our control. We are so powerful. We have all the resources that, that that we need and kind of more now self-help books youtube instagram podcasts you know all this kind of access to knowledge to move us forward just take that action and go for it yeah absolutely and you know you mentioned earlier about how important it is to have the right kind of circle and environment around you mm-hmm. i think you know if you have got that great group of friends or family or people who really understand you it's also good to share your limiting beliefs with them because then quite often when you tell someone else they're like I don't think that about you. You know, that's not true. Yeah. Uh, you know, but this all comes down to, of course, having the right kind of environment. Of course, you might have some people that will reaffirm that and make it 10 times worse. So, of course, you've got to be, <laughs> yeah. got to be careful who you speak to. But that comes down to, you know, an even bigger factor is, is you know, looking at your environment and the people you spend your time with, who you speak to about your career or life, your yeah. relationships, your hobbies, whatever it might be. Definitely. I call those people the super team. So I have this kind of like criteria, you know, when I meet somebody, I'm like, are they super team material? Can they join my super team? What's the <laughs> like criteria? This... <laughs> it's very high. <laughs> the criteria is, are they going to lift me up or drag me down? You know, I, I love, I don't know if you've seen, it's an interview with Steve Harvey and he talks about people in the wagon. And he said, in life, you know, you're dragging this kind of like your wagon up a hill. Like that's life. It's just like an uphill kind of struggle, you know, at different points. And he said, there are people in your wagon that you choose to kind of have there. And some people will sit in the wagon and they'll just allow you to drag them the whole way up. But what you really want are the people in the wagon that might get out and help you push or lighten the load or stick their kind of foot out and kind of, you know, push you up on the way. And I think that's so true. So, you know, when I meet people, I think, you know, are we going to raise each other up? Are you going to help me push my wagon up the hill? Or are you going to try and drag me back down again? And then that's my super team criteria. Nice. Are you recruiting at the moment? (laughs) Yeah, you're in, Chris. You're in. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. You mentioned, um, you know, we're just talking about there about you know so much inspiration and things to, to sort of fuel us these days. But where do you source your inspiration from, whether that be an in particular person or uh, type of content? Where do you find yourself sort of drawn to? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, a few different places. I'm still an avid book reader. Um, I haven't made it on to kind of like Kindle or anything like that, but um, I love a good book. Um, and I, I think, you know, it can just be an endless source of inspiration. So I try and read a book at least once a month. Um, Facebook groups I've become a bit more involved in recently, um, particularly kind of ones for, for female entrepreneurs and very specific kind of niche groups, um, you know, just to have inspiring stories 
stories or access to a wider group of people where I can post a question and they kind of get back to me. Um, and then, yeah, you know, a bit of YouTube, a few documentaries, and then just day-to-day life. I think there's something lovely about you know, just being a bit more mindful and taking moments just to notice what's around you, you know, the small things that are working really, really well every day, you know, just even the fact that, I don't know, you get on a plane and all the systems and processes work, you know, you you are able to kind of, you know, have food and, and everything works and, and just taking those moments to kind of go, it's about the big inspirational things, but it's also just gratitude for the day-to-day things that are around you and, and kind of going, yeah, you know, this is good. Mm, absolutely. Amen to that. So before uh, before we head off, Sarah, is there any, you know, and this doesn't necessarily have to relate to limiting beliefs, but is there any other tips or advice you, you want to share with the listeners that you feel would benefit them or has benefited you so far within your career? Yeah, um, I would say my top tip is, um, you know, once you kind of have that that focus and that awareness of what it is that you want is to to go out and kind of set a goal, um, you know, and, and create kind of that that vision. Um, not a smart goal. <laughs> you can check out my website um, for why you shouldn't set a smart goal. That's a whole other podcast in itself. Um, but to go out and set a goal and just have that discipline. And I think lastly, as well as the discipline and the inspiration, it's to be kind with yourself along the journey. You know, I think you touched on it earlier, you know, social media is kind of full of inspiration. It's full of all the best bits. But life is not without its challenges. You know, everybody has the, has the down days, has the days where, you know, things just don't go well. And I think on those days, just be kind to yourself and know that better days are ahead. You know, goals and kind of, you know, creating the lifestyle that you want and living the life that you want. It's a continuous journey, you know, and it's about taking those bad days and trying to find the good bits to move you forward. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of relates actually to your point there on video I saw of uh, Jay Shetty a couple of days ago when, you know, he talks about in a world of where we want everything instant, you know, instant messenger, instant coffee, we're expecting everything so soon. Mm -hmm. We need to remind ourselves that one of our greatest strengths is patience yeah and you know when we're being kind to ourselves we need to realize that it's not going to happen overnight that you know if you do have a limiting belief it's not going to change just with one conversation you have with yourself or one session Absolutely. With coach. it's being kind it's being patient but being consistent with it yeah absolutely that that kindness and consistency is is definitely key and it it doesn't come overnight you know um the youtubers might make you think that you know five minutes and you can do x (laughs) and that's great but you know i think the reality is um it, it does take time and if you don't get that kind of instant success in five minutes it's probably not you it's probably just you know a youtuber with a really great kind of gimmick <laughs> and a bit of clickbait but yeah just be kind to yourself uh, on the bad days and, and and keep going with no matter what it is that you're working on you know those small actions every day can just lead you to amazing great places mm, very true very true well thank you so much for your time today Serena it's been a real pleasure getting getting some insights from you know what is limiting belief you know how do we overcome these how do we spot them and some practical ways to go about sort of you know replacing them as we mentioned rather than erasing them 
Yeah, no, absolutely brilliant to chat. Thank you so much. And loved your input. I'm stealing that feeding the brain thing. So if you see or hear me saying that, <laughs> you should have copyrighted that. <laughs> well, um, for for the listeners' perspective, how can they how can they find you or stay up to date with what else is going on in your world? Yeah, so you can connect with me. I'm probably most active on Instagram. So you can connect with me at The Power to Reinvent. Um, or you can check out the website, um, thepowertoreinvent.com. Um, there's lots of um, resources on there. There's clarity templates, a free goal setting template. Um, and we're constantly adding um, free stuff to our resource library to help you, you know, really live the life that you love. So that's the best way to connect. So yeah. Um, drop me a message on, on Instagram come say hi tell me that you found me on um, Not Another Sales Guy and yeah share your views with me on limiting beliefs perfect well thank you again Sarah it's been a real pleasure yeah no problem Chris thanks so much for having me all the best you're very welcome and for the listeners perspective thanks again for tuning in for another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast I shall catch you soon Hey people, thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts, you can find me on Instagram, notanothersalesguy, underscore in each of those words. You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing Not Another Sales Podcast. And also, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I go by the name of Chris Hatfield. So thanks again and stay tuned for another episode.